It's the Field of Vision podcast with your host, Jordan Eisen. How's it going, everybody? And I am back. And you know what? Football is back too. It felt fantastic to just sit down and watch football for the entire day. It was a very nice experience and well needed in this very strange time. So let's talk about it now because I'm sure you weren't able to watch all of the games. Um, I'll catch you up on what happened and what we learned from it because coming into the season we knew some stuff right but we didn't really know uh, how workloads would be split who looked injured and who didn't and stuff like that but now we kind of have a good gist of it so I'll let you know what I saw so Texans versus Chiefs Clyde Edwards Hilaire is great he rushed for I think 25 carries and 100 and something yards um yep 25 for 138 so he was amazing the funny thing is though what happens when he starts catching the ball and being like super efficient with those catches like he's gonna have some weeks where he goes off like more than this like 30 fantasy points and it's gonna be very nice and i think he also has a really really stable floor um he He just, if they're going to feed him the ball, probably not 25 times every game, but figure 15. That's a high enough floor that he's probably RB5, RB4 maybe. Uh, I'd go see, right now I'd go CMC, Zeke, uh, I guess Clyde, then like Josh Jacobs, then Kamara, then Berkeley. Barkley moved down, not his fault. He's still amazing. It's the Giants' fault, and we'll talk about that later. But CH was amazing. Of course, the rest of the Chiefs team was also amazing. The other storyline of this game was David Johnson. There were concerns he was just old or he was just injured and wouldn't be able to be his former self. And that's partially true. Like He wasn't able to get to that past form where he was probably the best running back in the league. But he certainly looked good. Like, if we were redrafting right now, I would be perfectly willing to take him in the third round. And, yeah, he's a starting running back, and he's good, and he's on a good offense. Or at least what we think is a good offense. It looked messy Thursday, but I think that's because they had to change their, like, playing philosophy to beat the Chiefs. The next important game that we actually learned stuff from was on the Packers side of the ball in Packers versus Vikings. So Aaron Rodgers, I liked him before the season. Um, Not that much. I think he was like about my QB seven-ish, maybe a little higher. But I liked him more than like the consensus. But the problem with like me personally is I wasn't getting him anywhere because I was just drafting Matthew Stafford if I was going QB in round like 12 or something. Because I had Matthew Stafford ranked one spot higher. And that was a debate I had throughout the offseason, Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers. And I now very much regret taking Matthew Stafford basically everywhere because Aaron Rodgers looks really, really good. And I thought he looked good last year. The problem was just if he's able to throw the ball as much as he used to because he wasn't for the past two years, so why would he be able to this year? But 
seems like they changed some stuff. Or maybe the Vikings defense is just that bad. And I think that is possible. But if they let Rodgers throw, then he's going to be QB3, QB4. I I think I have him at QB4, maybe QB3 for this upcoming week. Um, Point is, he's good. Yeah, QB3, only behind Mahomes and Lamar. So yeah, he's really good. And as long as they let him throw a lot, they'll be really good. Even though MVS drops everything, Devontae Adams can pick up for some of that slack, and Alan Lazard is a consistent option. Um, This one doesn't have any real positive fantasy, like gold to be found. It's just you might want to take your hands off of the Eagles' offense as much as you can. They looked really, really bad, really bad. And I do think Washington's defense is fine. It's probably pretty good, actually. Their front, their like offensive line with Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young. Yeah, I think that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. But if any team ever gets sacked eight times, that says just a much, just as much about the defense as it does the offense. The, the Philly offense looked broken. It might be because Lane Johnson was out or whatever. But I really do think that they just aren't where they were at last year or even more so the year before. Uh, the NFC East is just really up for grabs. The Cowboys always seem to do this thing where they just find a way to lose and get the exact same record as the Eagles until week 17 when the Eagles beat them, or at least that's what happened last year. And it could like a very similar thing seems to be happening this year where the Cowboys just like play down to the Eagles level and make it exciting for the end of the season. I don't know why it is. The Cowboys should be a much better team, but they just always do this thing. Anyways, for fantasy, take your hit. I don't think Carson Wetz is startable right now until we see the offensive line kind of come together. I would try not to start Miles Sanders. I didn't like him a lot coming into the season. And if he's injured and their offensive line sucks until I see otherwise. And yeah, Jalen Rager is exciting, but with this O-line, you can't start Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, Alshon Jeffrey, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can start Zach Ertz because tight end is tight end. and You just need to field someone and Zach Ertz is actually really good. So you can do that. I would not start Goddard. We saw just as many injuries last year to their receiving core. And tell me if you were happy starting Goddard. Like, he's exciting, but you can't start him on this type of team. Browns at Ravens. This one was interesting because the Browns suck again. I shouldn't be surprised, let's be honest. But on paper, this like why isn't this one of the best offenses in the league? So they have arguably one of the best receiving cores. Like, pretty comparable to like the Bucks or the Falcons. No one talks about it really, but OBJ and Jarvis on paper, that should be amazing, right? Like Jarvis in my mind be is comparable to maybe, I, I think he might be better than Calvin Ridley. I think Godwin is better, but it's comparable. And then if you compare Julio Beckham and Mike Evans, I rank them in that order. Julio Beckham, Mike Evans, like they're all really good. So why isn't this? And in addition to that, 
It should be a really run-heavy team with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and Kevin Stefanski running the show. Like, this should be a run-heavy scheme with a lot of efficient passing, and their O-line is good now. But turns out they just suck, or the Ravens' defense is way better than I thought. It's really incredible to watch this Browns team just be horrible. It's like, I I can't explain it, but until we see them be good, you can't really assume that you can play fringy players. Like, of course, if Kareem Hunt is clearly the best running back you have on your team, you have to play him, and there's not really much you can do about it. Uh, Jarvis, same with him. Odell and uh, Odell is very worrisome. He, like, yeah, sure, he was on the Ravens' defense, playing the Ravens' defense, but if you actually watch the game, like, he, a lot of his stat line was his fault. And it's been that way for a year. And I thought it could have been injury coming into this season, but he should have had that injury fixed, right? And he looked just as bad, if not worse. Um, I'll talk to you in about 30 seconds after this quick ad. And we're back. So let's talk some Seahawks. I was really excited about this team coming into the season. I thought their defense was making a huge leap with Jamal Adams, and I liked their defense a little bit before. Pass rush is very concerning, but that doesn't really matter for fantasy. Let's talk about what matters. Russ Hull- Russell Wilson, he he was really, 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 really good, and he always is. There, There's nothing different there, but now the Seahawks are putting, at least in this game, they were putting a much, much bigger emphasis on passing than running. Like six, Chris Carson only had six carries. Russell Wilson, he was like 30 for 34 or so. He was amazing, and I think he's QB3. Uh, I said Aaron Rodgers is QB3 earlier. I take that back. It's Russ. Very obviously Russ, I think. Because he'll have that, he'll be a lot like Rodgers. Efficiency and passing, but also downside that their team isn't going to put it in their hands that much to go deep and really explode. But Russ also rushes. Like, I'm really, really excited for the Seahawks team. And I'm really excited to see what Russell does because I had him winning MVP. And this is kind of why, like what we saw in week one, he just exploded completely. And I think that'll happen quite a few more times throughout the season. The uh, the Falcons offense was really bad. Uh, Falcons defense. But no one could have stopped this. It just happened that the Falcons defense added a little bit more to what would have still been awesome. Now, Dolphins at New England. The only thing that really needs to be discussed about this game that is vital to fantasy is that Cam looked healthy. And when Cam is healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, And also, New England's letting him run a lot. And I it, we should have expected that because New England always caters to their players' strengths. Like, their coaching staff is so good that they can do that with anybody. And as long as Cam Cam's healthy, he's one of the best quarterback runners in the game. Like, Lamar is probably above him, 
and then it's him. Josh Allen sure is like Cam Newton light, but Cam is so much better at reading defenses, at throwing accurately, and probably even at running. So Cam is Cam was awesome in this game, and I don't see why that would be different until he gets injured. So yeah, play Cam. And I was really scared about Julian Edelman, but he seems to be this more or less the same as what he has been. Uh, now, Bucks at Saints, Tom Brady looked fine. He looked like Tom Brady, basically, except he was not in sync with his wide receivers. And that's probably one of the best things about Brady in New England. And that's just like knowing where everyone is at every time. And this game, it kind of looked just discombobulated and not together. Um, I want to see this team be good. Like, I hate Brady as much as you do, but he... Like this team would be really fun if they were good and went thirteen and three or twelve and four. I, I wanna see that because this team is fun and I wanna see fun football. I, I don't care that much that Brady's gonna be leading it, but I wanna see it. So I hope this team can pull it together. Uh I'll attribute this to a bad off season, like where they couldn't play together, because sure, you can go out and pass that up. Florida High School with Mike Evans and O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski. But once you're actually on the field, it's very, very different. You can't uh, be on the... They weren't at the high school with the O-line. They weren't at the high school with... uh, Maybe they were, but with Scotty Miller and guys like that, Justin Watson. You can't be have your whole team at a high school practicing. just can't happen. And... It might take them a couple games to get settled in, and the Saints is a very hard matchup. But once they pull this together, I still think their team is going to be really good, and their defense as well. Their defense showed up. Steelers at Giants. Uh, Saquon, unfortunately, has to play on the Giants. Uh, I hate it because he's the best runner in the game, and I don't think it's really that, that close. Like, Zeke has... Maybe the best power runner, but Saquon's the best runner runner, like at everything all around. But the Giants' offensive line was not good. Maybe it'll it'll just take them a couple weeks, but I'd be concerned-ish about Saquon. He's not not an RB1. Like, he's still, I think, number six for me. So, yeah, still play Saquon. Just lower your expectations a little bit. On the other side, James Conner got injured. But even if he wasn't injured, I still think Benny Snell might be the better runner. He didn't look great, but I don't like James Conner either. So when James Conner was on the sideline, I just thought he was being benched because he was so bad. But turns out it, he was being benched because he was injured. But the fact that like it was plausible to me that he was just bad and Benny Snell was playing above him really says something about James Conner. Um... I don't know if he slowed down because of injury or if he is just not as good as we thought in that very nice Le'Veon Bell sit-out season, but he's not the same anymore. And Benny Snell, even once James Conner comes back from injury, I wouldn't be upset to see Benny Snell take the lead role, especially if he does well while Conner's out. Um. I'll still have these like 10 minute, 10 to 30 minute podcasts coming out about once a week, but 
they aren't the whole thing that it used to be. Um, I will have Joe Bond on next week, which I am very much looking forward to. And we'll talk some football for probably the full hour and have it be a lot more structured. So that'll be fun. But if you want to follow me to get more content, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I post on Tuesdays and Fridays on Instagram. I post basically anything sports related that's on my mind or really anything related, just anything on my mind. Uh, I post on Twitter. So follow me on Instagram or Twitter at FOV underscore sports. You can find my weekly rankings on the website. That's fieldofvisionsports.wixsite.com slash sports. I'll talk to you next time, but until then, Eisen out. Thank you.